Hello, Virginia Heffernan here. What you're about to hear is a teaser for today's episode of Trumpcast, which is available in full for Slate Plus members only. See how tempted you are now to sign up for Slate Plus? We've made one in four episodes exclusive to Slate Plus members because they help support the work we do on Trumpcast and help fund other Slate podcasts like Slow Burn and Charged. To sign up and hear this episode and every episode of Trumpcast in full, please visit slate.com slash Trumpcast plus. It's only $35 for the first year, and you'll get other benefits like ad-free podcasts and discounted tickets to live Slate events. So sign up now at slate.com slash Trumpcast plus. And thanks for listening. Welcome to Trumpcast. I'm Virginia Heffernan. Just to be clear, in case you are wondering, I never partied with Ivanka Trump. Not even close. Okay, I once asked the chief designer of the Ivanka Trump collection, don't even ask how I met her, what Ivanka was like. I was sort of starry-eyed. And she said, what do you think she's like? I actually got kind of scared. Fashion people do that to me. Okay, also, Ivanka went into the bathroom at her all-girls school in Manhattan with a pack of her shark friends and hissed at a pal of mine who was installed mid-everything and said, Get out! Also, Jacob Weisberg, who started Trumpcast, who did have dinner with Ivanka Trump, said she's surreal, but not stupid. Unlike her husband, who he said was dumb as a, this is Jacob talking, box of rocks. I love that expression. I got to use it more. I mean, I picture like a shoebox with sort of oversized gravel in it, or maybe smooth stones. But smooth stones seem kind of wise. Which stone is the dumbest, I wonder? See, thinking about Ivanka takes you to lobotomy places, or it does me anyway. How in the world could a person with a beating heart who was once a baby become a stifled white supremacist icon, an enabler made of form-fitting polyester rayon spandex that's somehow been sewn into her flesh like built-in spanks? Is Ivanka human at all? (sighs) My guest today knows. She's Vanessa Gregoriadis, a longtime journalist reporting on the 1%. uh, I'd say 1% and up. Uh, I mean, down, like the 0.5%. And she's got a deceptively entertaining podcast on Luminary called Tabloid about the woman Vanessa calls her father's very favorite trophy, Ivanka Trump. I say deceptively entertaining because Vanessa's show Tabloid starts off gossipy, as it should, and then it gets very, very dark. I'm not to the dark turn yet. I'm only through two episodes that are available now. But Vanessa is going to give me a hint of the dark part today, and she promises to come back when Ivanka darkness truly falls. Also, Vanessa has some ideas of where Ivanka Trump is going to end up. Vanessa, welcome to Trumpcast. Thank you so much. It's my favorite show. I, I was just saying, I now really, truly think that I organized everything just to be on Trumpcast so it would finally dovetail with something you're doing, which is a (laughs) podcast. A very fun podcast about Ivanka Trump, but also strangely terrifying. How do you like working in audio, for one? Because audio, for your show especially, there's some really interesting voices. I mean, just actual dialects and accents and strange pronunciations in the form of Ivanka Trump, her mother, Ivana, and all the people around 
you. So that's sort of interesting to work with, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think the concept for the show was like, I grew up in Manhattan, I went to the same kind of prep schools as Ivanka, I know these people who are friends with her, I know like a bunch of guys who dated her. Then when I went back to talk to them, a couple of them were saying like, well, I just kind of, you know, I met her a couple of times. And I realized it's a real feather in your cap to say that you dated Ivanka Trump at a cocktail party. (laughs) Oh, so they had said they dated her, but really, they had just met her. Yes. I mean, for a whole year, I was going around saying Ivanka Trump dated every guy in New York. She was up and downtown. If you had a rich dad, she was going out with you. And then I found out, Okay, no, actually, she was more of a boyfriend person. (laughs) Right. Myself. Well, what's also interesting is there's so much in the show and in the article you just had in New York magazine about Ivanka that's almost topsy turvy from the way that the straight crowd, the squares talk about her, where you say, you know, God, she's so awesome awful now. She's so toxic now. She used to be so much fun and sleep with everyone. <laughs> it's like it's like the exact opposite of what a Republican would say about her. She's I like, know. she settled I mean, down. Exactly. I mean, the thing is, is that the, the whole like a- idea, I mean, the only thing that was getting me to focus on Ivanka Trump for six months yeah. was that I had known her in this like 90s, 2000s party scene when she was a model. You know, she's a few years younger than me, but she was around. I didn't, you know, I uh, said hi to her a couple of times. I mean, I didn't know her, but I knew all these people who knew her and she was traveling with this very fast after hours hangout at Moomba kind of crowd and, you know, dance dancing off a storm and like in the tabloids constantly for like going to like Dennis Basso's furrier fashion show and sitting in the front row. I knew when you said she hung out with furriers that it was Dennis Basso. This for listeners who blessedly don't know who that is, is a furrier who someone I was out with his publicist sometime back in those days. And she had this kind of awesome bag made of all different kinds of fur, like in a patchwork. Do you remember that? But then he also is a QVC regular. So (laughs) let's not say that no one's hanging out with anyone too classy. He's like selling fake furs on QVC also. Which was basically where she seemed to be headed, right? Like she was, as a teenager, she was this kind of cheesy proto Paris Hilton. And everybody thought, oh, she's going to QVC, just like her mom, who, by the way, trademarked her name for like bronzers and pressed powders and squirts when she was like 13. And then it it was like, no, I'm going to go to college. I'm going to go to Georgetown because I want to be, you know, independent. And my dad didn't give any money there and he doesn't have any ties to it. No, actually, I'm just going to transfer for to you, Penn, where all Trumps go, you know, right. Oh, I'm going to go work for Ratner. I'm going to be independent. I'm going to stay on my own. No, I'm just going to work for my dad. You know, yeah. the thing that I really found out that I didn't know, although anybody looking at her would say, wow, this person has a really messed up relationship with her dad mm-hmm. is like how much of a lie it is that they were always the closest and she was the favorite and he was oh. there every step of the way and blah, 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 blah. Like they had a relationship where he barely knew what she was doing. Like he didn't look at her until, I mean, I hate to say this, but until she hit puberty, he didn't look at her. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it was, he was totally absent as a father, you know, and proud of it. Yes. I remember he had some interview where he said he doesn't change diapers, like, you know, contemptuously about girly men who use Bjorns and change diapers. That wasn't him. Right. Exactly. And then she goes and marries Jared. They're really this weird team where they're two minds that, you know, together make one powerful mind, I guess, or semi-powerful mind. But, you know, Jared basically is kind of in some ways the opposite, right, of Donald, 
somewhat, you know, quiet and he always has, you know, kind of polite, polite to everybody, even though he's crazy behind the scenes and screaming at everybody. But he also is like, he's not going to cheat on her, Mm -hmm. right? Which Mm -hmm. is her dad. She's aware of what was going on, but he's also going to not change the diapers and she's going to dress in these weird gowns that she's wearing now, these kind of weird, somehow relaxed Eileen Fisher princess gowns that go all the way down to her (laughs) ankles. And she's never showing her shoulders anymore, you know, and they're keeping kosher and Friday night dinner and blah, 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 blah. So it's actually like a weirdly patriarchal family that she's in. I don't know. I'm fascinated. I mean, their relationship is Truly, the stuff of a Henry James novel. <laughs> it's, it's good. <laughs> yes, it is good. And as you were describing her new style, I wanted to just push you to use, you write so <laughs> deftly that I, you probably don't even want to repeat yourself. <laughs> but it's such a treat for people who haven't heard it before. Just use those awesome three the words. From, you, um, yeah, the from Donatella Versace. From Donatella <laughs> Versace. So both, I mean, all three of those magical words, um, the Yiddish for Orthodox, the word from, and then Donatella Versace, a figure who, and I hope I can land this point, bring it back around, Donatella Versace, who, you know, darkly tanned, a kind of clowny, mushy face, very thin, I assume bleach blonde, straight hair. And for some reason, she was sort of like recuperated or or like re-understood, rehabilitated Mm -hmm. as very stylish and interesting. And so instead of seeming like a hideous lion queen, people looked at her as this wonderful camp icon. And that really brings me back to a certain era of New York Magazine, a little bit Vanity Fair, that allowed us to like Ivana Trump also. Right, exactly. Because Ivana, after the divorce, had like a big star turn, Mm. right? Before Mm. she got totally QVC'd out, she was like having parties in her apartment for Viv Clicquot and having Bob Mm. Colicello follow her around Prague to write Ivana's second act Mm. in like Vanity Fair. And people felt like, you know, Donald was so disgusting, right? Mm -hmm. And everybody knew the divorce was his fault. Yes. And everybody knew he had been running around on her forever. And actually the third episode of the podcast is truly (laughs) fantastic because it's Cindy Adams versus Liz Smith, the battle of the tabloids over the divorce, right? right? And the way that Donald kind of manipulated that whole situation. Again, very sad in some ways for Ivanka. And part of the project that I was engaged in was trying to really look at her three-dimensionally and being like, okay, this girl at eight years old watched her parents go through like the most grotesque big New York divorce ever. Yes. You know, and she had people, she had photographers outside of her girls' school, like trying to take photos of her before she knew that they were getting divorced. Now, later in life, she said, no, 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 I knew. But on Born Rich, which is like really the only legit interview she's ever given, yes. which is the Jamie Johnson, Bingo Goobleman documentary from like the early 2000s. Yes. You know, and she was dating Bingo. So she was like being honest because it was here's her boyfriend, right? Like she's not going to lie. She said she didn't know before. They didn't tell her before she saw it, like in a newspaper. This is the best sex I ever had. Marla Maples post headline. Exactly. That was our preview. Aren't you compelled to hear more? You can just sign up for Slate Plus at slate.com slash Trumpcast plus to listen to the full episode and get all our podcasts without 
ads. That's slate.com slash Trumpcast plus.